when you're hot, you know, trying to chew down a cliff bar is a miserable experience and it goes on for ages and you're like, this is just slowing me down. But what about the Northwest where it's like rainy and there's loads of forest and they're like, well, yeah, we can do that here. But just without grizzly bears chasing us. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. This is another episode of the Run the Riot podcast, and today we've got... I got a guest from across the pond, out in the UK, our buddy Scott Jenkins, one of the Janko bros. I interviewed him last year and his brother. They were both supposed to be doing um, Badwater 135, but we know how that went. That was canceled. Uh, this year, he's going to be doing Badwater, but he's got a lot of stuff, bef- uh, mostly after it. He's got one before, a big race before and after it. He's doing what he's calling a, a-, a Grand Slam. I'm going to call it a greater than 100-mile Grand Slam of five races. And um, I remember the first time I interviewed Scott when we were done, uh, I remember walking out and I told my wife, that dude, I, I like that guy. Uh, I enjoyed talking to him. And so we've kept up with each other. And uh, I, I, you're just listening in on, on two guys who like to visit, like to talk. And uh, man, we, we, we talk about all different kinds of stuff. And so, uh, man, I, I hope you can get some things out of it. He's, he's a very experienced runner. He's done a lot of great things. And so he's got a lot of wisdom to share. Uh, and dude is pretty hilarious. But before we get started, um, you know, we got to talk about our sponsors and the first one is runner's world tulsa um runner's world tulsa you need any kind of running gear nutrition packs shoes um whatever you need they've got it uh and they also have uh running plans they've got a a a treadmill with an altitude tent on it that they they provide all kinds of stuff if you run and you need something to help you run man they've got it and if for some reason they don't they'll know where to get it uh they are knowledgeable people they're runners they know what they're doing they know what they're selling uh check it out if you're not in the tulsa area you can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com we're also brought to you by the outlaw race series guys you need to check these races out these guys put on amazing races they put on the flat rock triple crown um that's in independence kansas and uh there's one of them in january one of them in april and one of them in september there's the lake mcmurtry run in stillwater in april there's the flower moon in pawhuska in may the dark and dirty in wilburton in july the thunderbird in norman in november and then the flagship is the outlaw 100 and that's coming up in february there's a 135 a 100 a 50 a 26.2 a 13.1 and a 5k you need to check these out. The Outlaw 100 is is one of those notorious 100 milers, man. The people that do it, they go, man, that was tough. So, <laughs> so you want to check that out. Um, go to www.outlaw100.com and uh, tell them that the Run the Riot podcast sent you. And last but definitely not least, T8.run, the letter T, the number 8.run. Check it out. It's gear for ultra runners, designed by ultra runners. Uh, and their flagship product are the Commando Shorts, guaranteed to keep you chafe-free for men and women. I just got two more pair, and I, I, I'm, I'm wearing them. They are great. They are so comfortable. And if you go to the website, T8.run, and you decide to buy 
something. They have all kinds of other things too. They've got hats. They've got um, uh, their, their Sherpa shorts uh, and some other things. Uh, you use the code fifty. That's the number fifty dash run the riot, uh, and you get a discount. Helps with uh, shipping and handling. So check that out. And guys, uh, also I just want to. Thank all of you who have left reviews um, on on Apple Podcast. You've you've left five star reviews and typed some some great things in. Maybe one day I'll read them during a the podcast. Man, uh, thank you so much. If you haven't done that, if you can, just take a few minutes. Man, I'd appreciate it. Uh, it really helps with with ratings and all the other podcast stuff, the numbers and all that. And um, if you uh, are so willing and so desire to partner with the podcast on the website www.runtheriot dot run there's a patreon link and uh, if you want to partner with the podcast there and once again i am so grateful for everyone who has done so um just warms my heart guys so uh anyway well let's let's get to the podcast man let's get to uh to the interesting stuff so let's from across the pond guys ladies and gentlemen it's scott jenkins It's Saturday evening over there, and uh, you're just you're just hanging out, winding down. Thank you for. I don't know how late you normally stay up, man, but uh, thank you for staying up. A, I guess a little late for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real pleasure, and and thank you so much for having me back on the show, David. It's, um, it's a, always a pleasure to talk to yourself. Um, it's just a little after nine p.m. over here, so um, actually, it's been kind of a chilled Saturday. Um, I had a, a weird training run last night. Um, which I can talk to you about in a second, if you like. And then a training uh, run this morning to a really ungodly hour is what I would call it. And then, um, yeah, just kind of try to catch up on some sleep this afternoon. I've literally just finished watching Jim Walmsley yeah. in the Project Carbon X. Uh, <sighs> what were your Dude. thoughts, man? Oh man. So I, I was just watching it too. Um, and, and my wife, I, I called her, I was like, come on, come on. And then I had to, I had to just walk away after. Cause I, I just, um, I, I thought he was going to get it, man. And he was, you could tell, I mean, you, 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 when you saw his face and, and the, the, uh, even before, like, I mean, he was in the pan cave. I mean, we, you recognize mm-hmm. that face. I know you do. You yeah, run those yeah. races and, and he was, he was digging deep and, uh, but his form looked good and I, th- I thought he was going to get it. You know, I don't know. What, 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 what about you, man? Oh God. It was so close. It was so yeah. close. When, when he came into that, um, I guess it's a drag racing strip for the, like the, so. the home home straight as it were and he came on around that corner i thought oh this is going to be perfect you know yeah. what was it 800 oh, yeah. meters to go maybe he's just got over, you know a smidgen over 240 i think it was left and then there was a shot about probably you know a minute to go and i was like oh this is going to be like really really close yeah um and yeah, I, I feel so sorry for the guy because he obviously had that two minute buffer coming into the last loop. He put his heart and soul into it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough to see, you know, someone who trained so hard. You know, it's like he trained hard and, um, you know, he is an exceptional athlete, accomplished yeah. some exceptional things. And yeah, I, I really felt for him, really felt yeah. for him. Yeah, and I do. I do have a slight theory as well. If oh, yeah. Hey, lay, lay I feel it out, like. Man. 
I feel like Jim should have a word with whoever um, left that fence in the way, right? Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that could have cost him 11 seconds right there yeah. when he hit his shoulder off it, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. That was, uh, that was something. I'm, I have to say, though, you know, it, it looked pretty cool seeing him bleeding, running. Like, it's like, yeah, get it, boy. You know, blood, you know, just blood. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's ultra running right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. the real hero pose. Yeah. I love it. I did, did, were you watching when it happened or? Uh... No, I just saw the replay and I was just yeah, thinking right. to myself because actually during my training run last night, I kind of ran into a bush in the dark and um, <laughs> it didn't jump out at me. I saw it coming. It was just really, really bad um, kind of idea of which direction I was going in for myself. But, um, yeah, you do kind of stumble, you lose your foot yeah. in a little bit. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure that must've hurt, you know, who's to say yeah. that that could have made a difference. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have. And, and I mean, bl- blood loss was minimal, but you know, <laughs> but, but just, <laughs> you know, when you, I guess any, when you're doing something like that, I mean, things really have to be, you have to be clicking. Everything has to be on. I mean, and that's what I was telling my, my wife is like, well, she said, I'm more impressed when when you guys that that have full time jobs get out there and crush it because you, you live in life like he's a professional. That's what he should do. You could do that. And I'm like, I couldn't. I couldn't. There's no way I could do that. You know, and, but, she, you know, she and I understand what she's saying. But I was like, no, he's at the at the edge of of what, you know, human capability right there, you know, and that's. I mean, things just have to be on, you know, if you have one little extra cramp or something, you know. And so I, I agree, man, that fence could have could, you yeah, know, definitely because dis- mental distraction from it, even, you know, mental distraction, you know, the pain of the, the impact. And then, you know, you're carrying it and you're aware of it. And like you say, you have to be on and your, your arms play a significant, you know, impact on your gait when you're running you've got to keep your head up you've got to keep your arms up and um yeah who's to say that didn't make all the difference so um he may want to have a word with the hoka guys there um (laughs) another point of note from that entire event i um i found rather amusing because i was was watching it on youtube was the fact that they had like the time elapsed and then the time left to the world record and it was almost like you know, I've worked in marketing, so you, you'd probably be thinking if I was in Hoka Towers, this is going to be this is a big event for us, guys. It's a new shoe launch. Is there anything else we need to have on the screen whilst we're doing this thing? Anyone? Anyone got any ideas? And it's like, well, what about a, a chat function? Yeah, great idea. We'll put the chat function in. Anyone else got any more ideas? And it's like. Oh, oh, we've forgotten to put the distance elapsed on the screen. No kidding. That's exactly what I was like. And he's crossing timing match constantly. You know, I'm like, put something on the screen. Like, we'd have no idea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And the, the other thing, this isn't a criticism because I'm sure it's difficult to, you know, film ultra running and make it watchable is a very uh, hard task to do, you say. <laughs> yeah, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the ladies' race too. And yeah. obviously I appreciate, you know, I've stepped away from that now to come join the podcast. But like one of my, well, two of my good friends, like Camille, I know, friend of your show, and yeah. um, one of my friends, Carla, from this side of the pond, Carla Molinaro, she's out there, you know, running the race. And I just would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the footage that was going on there too. But um, that was yeah. a small point. I think for the most part, they, they did a good job of making the unwatchable watchable, I suppose. I, I, I agree. I mean, and I, I think, 
you know, broadcasting those, these, the, those things are, it's kind of new, you know, I mean, they're figuring it out. Like what's, how, you know, what's the best way to do this? And, and like you said, man, cause there's, I mean, sometimes I'm running an ultra and I'm like, this is boring, man. It's just, you know, it's, so people watching it's like, I don't know, like watching bowling or something, you're golf. You know, it's like, <laughs> I feel like the the action in bowling comes a lot more thicker and faster than it does in ultra running. You know, I'm, if you were filming it, it, you know, even like the pit stops in like NASCAR or F1 are a little bit more exciting than the pit stops in ultra running, where it's typically me or yourself going, hey, I'd like to sort out this blister and maybe have a slice of pizza. <laughs> kind of thing you know it's not a spectator sport at all yeah yeah or talking about where you're chafing but you can't film that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no cameras please no cameras yeah, no, yeah. Yes. i'll step behind the curtain with some lube <laughs> <laughs> yeah some squirrel nut butter there and you'll be good to go <laughs> i think it's brilliant I, I, I don't know. For us, it's kind of interesting, though, when we watch um, like when we watch a documentary on somebody racing and they kind of show some of the pit crew. I, I don't know. I, fi- I find it interesting, but I'm a I'm a runner, you know, so you kind of wonder uh, with people who, who don't do this crazy thing what they I don't know. Yeah. And then some people get into it. You know, some people there are some people who are fans who don't don't race ultras. They just they just like the the challenge and like to see people do crazy things. I don't know. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. And I I do think that, you know, in ultra running, there is definitely certainly room in my own arsenal to improve marginal gains, shall we say, because it's quite easy to, you know, run like it's not easy, but you can run like, you know, 50 miles of a race and you get it into your head that when I hit that 50 mile aid station, I'm going to get a burger, you know, it's going to be like a, a nightclub there and going to get some co- <laughs> cocaine, Coca-Cola is what I meant to say. Absolutely Coca-Cola. I, I don't know which, what y'all do on that has. side of the pond or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> now I have been to space uh, with strobe lights and go, yeah. you know, the disco light. A real, a, <laughs> a real Freudian slip from myself. Um, but no, I mean, you know, Coca-Cola and that probably has the same impact on an ultra runner that i could imagine an illegal substance might have on a regular person too during the middle of the night i think we're probably best leaving it because that was funny (laughs) hey have have you run you you haven't run arkansas traveler yet huh no no i haven't that's one of that's one of the races that uh i forgot which aid station it is uh something mama's aid station they've got like like lights and like i thought i was seeing things coming into that sucker in the middle of the night because it's strobe lights and music and i was like what is happening you know it's pretty awesome it's good (laughs) it's funny you say that like i um your aid stations i think we may have touched upon this in the last podcast i i feel are a little bit more sophisticated in your approach than than ours like they tend certainly you know moab they were very very good aid stations you know it's almost like a menu where you can come in and order what you want um whereas ours tend to be a little bit um more basic i i I would say so um one of the the aid stations that's probably impressed me the most was um i went to crew my friend um jacob cooper at uh tahoe rim 100 up there on the the tahoe rim and I only did like the last 20 miles. It was a week after pacing my brother at Badwater. So it was really good just to kind of loosen the legs and actually really nice to be in Tahoe, beautiful part of the world. Yeah, and I was crewing him for the last 20 miles and we came into the last aid station 
And it was incredible. They had like a fully stocked bar and, you know, all the runners were going for tailwinds and the pacers, myself included, were going straight for like the whiskey or a beer. <laughs> and um, obviously I did my diligence and made sure I got him what I needed. Anyway, he was kind of, you know, playing around with his pack and, you know, shuffling around the aid station and he turned around and <laughs> I had already got myself like two whiskeys and he said, Hey, are you going to, going to run with that? I said, well, yeah, of course I am. I'll be absolutely fine. And I had a great night out, but he absolutely crushed that race. It was, um, yeah, it was certainly a great experience in Tahoe. Beautiful. Man. Well, uh, well, we, we, uh, in our, in our, when I messaged you, we talked a little bit about, uh, you, you know, said something, you guys, you guys are kind of on, on a lockdown right now, huh? Pretty, pretty serious lockdown out there in London. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't really want to get into politics because I, I, yeah. I can't really, um, Oh, by the way, happy new president. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no we won't talk about no. politics. <laughs> we, we, won't talk, we won't talk about politics, but you know, sleepy Joe's there now. So yes, congratulations sleepy. on the new guy. <laughs> yeah, if you can wake him up long enough, maybe he'll do something. He's um, not there. Celebrity thing. If we go, it's going to be, he, like, he, he went to that aid station with the whiskey before he does his speeches. I think so. <laughs> I like him. I like him already. Very good. Um, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Yeah. Um, what was your question? I've completely oh, forgot the no. question. Sorry. Well, so, so, well, I'll lead into it with this. Y- y- y'all, y'all been kind of, you're kind of oh, the pandemic. Now. Yeah. 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 So what have you, com- yeah. Complete tangent. My apologies. No, um, sorry. Yeah, so, <laughs> I like tangents. <laughs> the reason that I didn't want to get into politics, I guess, was because it's just been such a crazy time. And yeah. who's to say what's right and wrong and, and dealing with a pandemic? There's no code book no guide to, to what needs to happen and um yeah. yeah unfortunately just after christmas um we went into a national lockdown so what that essentially means is that um the only things that are really open are essential businesses so you know maybe a bank or a post office um and that's about it you know diy merchants you know um the equivalent like home depot that you guys have over there yeah. so it's a very interesting time because obviously, you know, I think as it no doubt has in the States as well, the effects of people isolating people, you know, going into a lockdown takes a toll on people's mental and physical well-being, of course. So yeah. it's um, it's been tricky time to deal with, I think, for a, a lot of people in this country and hopefully, well, as it has as around, around the world, of course, you know, it's yeah. been a terrible time. So Hopefully, you know, there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I read somewhere today that we've vaccinated over 5 million people already. So yeah. that's a good sign. The infection rates uh, fall in. But, yeah, it's um, it's one of those situations you just hope that, you know, less people uh, have, have a bad time with it and that hopefully we'll get back to some sense of normality soon. But it's... Yeah. What continues to amaze me, and I think we talked about it briefly, because when we chatted last, we were right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And I don't think either of us realized, you know, what this would become. And the thing that still astounds me is the dedication of, you know, the, the healthcare staff mm-hmm. um, and, our, you know, emergency services and all the, the people that are essentially keeping the, the country going. It's just yeah, it's a very difficult time for everyone, yeah. I'm sure. And how's the situation over there? 
It's um well, it I mean, <clears throat> there's still a lot in the you know a lot of people in the hospitals, a lot of people getting it. Um, I work in a school and we're we're doing in-person education, but doing a lot of uh you know wearing masks, being careful uh when somebody gets it, contact tracing, quarantining mm-hmm. groups of kids, keeping kids separated, and all that. So it's work it's working well. <clears throat> Our numbers have been good. Um, what I'm hearing, you know, we've got a lot of people that are getting vaccinated. Um, I'm glad my parents just got their first round of vaccinations. Oh, that's really right. good. And, and my, my, my in-laws. And so um, what I'm hearing is, you know, that that we're, you know, the things are still looking kind of funky. But as more people get it and are immune and we get get more of the, the vaccination out that the numbers are going to drop pretty quickly and drastically is what what I'm hearing from you know this is just you know from professionals and things like that um so we'll see man um you know I, I'm it's hard uh you know we got races man like, like when I was gonna bring that up last time you and I talked you, you were talking about bad water and and we were joke we were joking around about it I remember uh you said something about dipping you know at the aid station yeah. you know you dip <laughs> you dip the chip in coronavirus and eat it and uh, you yeah. just go on and and then like you know and then things blew up after and you're like wow Oh, this is this is some crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, and you didn't I mean, we were all excited for you guys getting to run Badwater. And, you know, that, of course, we know that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, and you're, I'm sure you'd be interested as you work in a school. You know, all of our schools are closed. Like every school wow. is closed from elementary yeah. right the way through to high school. So, yeah, massive kind of societal impact that probably yeah. isn't really you know, nobody really knows how that's going to figure out in the long run, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't, when we last chatted, realize, you know, just how devastating I think this whole thing was going to be. I don't think anyone really did yeah. in, in no. fairness, but um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, racing is just, uh, it's a, a great passion that I really enjoy. And same as yourself, you know, I really enjoy it as a hobby, but, you know, ultimately a kind of had to focus on on my job and rightly so and um i really really enjoy that it's just a case of yes i'd really like to get back to doing my hobby alongside that as well <laughs> yeah um, yeah and stop just working at home all the time so bad water was obviously disappointing but you yeah. know um chris Cosman moved us all to to this summer so yeah. fingers crossed with uh, a fair wind behind us hopefully we'll We'll see you in the States for some races this year, which yeah. would be awesome. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing you up at the Triple Crown, too. Yeah, man. I'm excited about that, dude. That's going to be when I when I saw that, you know, what, what you were going to do. I was like, man, this, this is going to be good, man. We, we've got to uh, we'll, we'll share some miles. Um, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll definitely have to share some miles out there. I don't know. We'll, I, I'm not going to be looking to break no break any records or anything and just, we'll just be getting it done. So uh, maybe, maybe you can help me run away from the witch at most that put a curse on me this last year. <laughs> the, the I one told that you tried, about them witches. You there. told me, man. I, I, you warned me, and uh, and man, she she just, yep, she she cursed my stomach. So. Oh, man. <laughs> I um, yeah, I was obviously following everything online, and um, I had massive FOMO, like seeing that whole race go ahead, because obviously it was like the year after I'd been there, and I guess when you do a race that you know you put your heart and soul into to to kind of finish and a lot of these ultras take that that when you um you see it going ahead the next year and you're not there you do get that fear of missing out on the race you know so i was um i was on your shoulder cheering you on my man and um yeah i was sorry to see see what happened and um you know it's uh 
yeah it's just one of those things sometimes yeah. we have good days and sometimes we have bad days and that's half of the excitement of um of running an ultra is that you just don't know what the problems are and sometimes you manage to solve them and sometimes you don't and you know yeah. i i think that's where we learn the most is sometimes when we don't solve them because they still stands us in good stead for the future you know yeah man i um yeah, it was tough. I mean, I, I yeah, I'll be honest, dude. When when my when my wife we're sitting there and I'm I'm you know we're trying to process and I'm 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 pale, I'm weak, and and you know I, I shed some tears, man. You know, because you know you're at, you're at, you're you're at a low and everything, but it's funny how. I don't know. I tell people like it's this is it's a it's a hard sport. I mean, if they're they're that part of the draw is that possibility of failure. I mean, what we're doing in any, any of our races, even, I mean, people, you know, we've done, you know, both done quite a few hundred milers and some other stuff, but, but even in a hundred miler, man, you take that for granted, it'll smash you. You know, you go into Absolutely. it. Yeah. You go into it cocky and, and you'll get, you'll get knocked down. And, uh, and so I don't know it, but it's funny how that turned out. I mean, I was having a pity party, you know, once once we were <clears throat> driving and it was done. Good old pity party. And then <clears throat> that next day, man, it started. I just said, man, it started turning to like a, a fire. And and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be back here next year and I'm going to crush this thing. This is not happening. You know, like yeah, and yeah. so that's been my that's been my my drive. Part of my drive, you know, I'm going to come next year. I'm going to do the triple crown. This is I'm going I'm to redeem myself and finish the triple crown, <laughs> you know, and and so and it's been fueling my training, man. Uh, you know, I've been I've been running like a madman. And uh, so it's I don't know. You got you got to use it. You know, if, when you when you fail, I learned from it. It won't let that thing happen again. And yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I truly feel that, you know, some of our biggest successes are borne out some of the, the most frustrating failures. I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah. And certainly when I reflect on my learnings in life, I feel that it's the times where you've got something wrong as ultimately when you learn the most, for sure. And, yeah. you know, which section of the race was it? Do you, do you mind me asking? So, yeah, no, it uh, it, it was hotter than um. It was I forgot twelve to fifteen degrees hotter than it normally was, and um so it was it was the first day I got to um man I can't I'm out. I should have looked it over before, but uh, the, the got to the first aid station where we meet our crew, and my wife my wife got there. I was feeling pretty good. I was you know sweating quite a bit, but I, I was okay. And then um, what's the name? They changed the name of it. It was it, it's it's a it's a house out in the middle of nowhere. There's like frisbee golf. It's an course. adventure, yeah, like an adventure course or something. Yeah, up there, isn't there? And it's funny because this year they had a big old tortoise. Somebody brought a tortoise there, like a huge. And so that's one of the anyway. So it was before that everybody was suffering like it was rough. There were people just kind of laying down, trying to regroup. And from there, there's four miles and then there's a water, a water only stop. And then mm -hmm. there, after that, there's um, I think from that 19 miles. And so um, I just had a uh, I had a two liter bladder that I was filling with the electrolyte mix that, that they were providing. I tested it out before. And so I was just drinking water till I got to the water stop. I had a handheld in the front, like a little uh, uh, soft flask. And then I had my. So I just drank water for that four miles, refilled my water bottle and then started on that 19 mile trek. And I got about a mile away from the water stop and I projectile vomited when i took every time i would take a sip of that electrolyte mix that was in my bladder i'd start throwing up and so um what 
you know, then people on the podcast have heard me say this, but what I should have done, I should have ran back to the water stop and dumped that junk, that stuff out of my bladder, that mix, because it was making <laughs> me throw up, and I should have just filled it with water, and uh, but I didn't. And so I basically went 19 miles with that handheld. Um, luckily, somebody, uh, it, it got into nighttime, and one guy needed the electrolyte mix, and so I pumped him some, and he gave me some water. Um, but by the time I got to the Breaking Bad aid station, man, I was in I was in rough shape. I had to sit down for a long time and regroup, and I, I got some food in me. And then I left to, and then the next stop I was going to see my wife. Mm. And um, I got about two miles from Breaking Bad and threw up again. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's like <laughs> enough, it was, enough, yeah, yeah. And so by the time I got to my wife, I was a I was a, a shell of a man, and she was like, oh my, because and I was way I was ahead of schedule when she saw me before, like way ahead. And then I got behind and I couldn't keep anything down. And uh, Mike McKnight, he was he was heading up the the, the aid station I dropped at, and he he was trying to he was bringing me potatoes and stuff, and like what you know, let's try this, and I try it, I throw throw it up, and he was. He worked hard to try to try to help me, you know, and um, I just I couldn't I couldn't regroup, you know, so that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that, mate. I really am. And, you know, hopefully um, we'll be around the, the, the same time next year and uh, or this year, I should say. And yeah. hopefully we can exercise <laughs> that demon, mate. And that's uh, right. Run straight through that aid station. That would be cool. I'd yeah, love mate. that. Um, that section, like is a very, very tough section of any race. And I think one of the reasons why, and it may have been different in, in 2020, I didn't really look at it this year, but what I remember is that there's the aid station, which I think is a massive back at about 20 miles. And then you don't see your crew or a drop bag until I think it's like 72 miles. Now you run that section during the heat of the day. And as you just described, you know, coming from the UK, like anything above kind of 10 degrees is what I would deem as hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was hot. And, um, I remember getting to that uh, Frisbee golf kind of aid station and, um, I was suffering there too. Like it, yeah. it was warm, you know, yeah. sweating the load. And I think I spent about like 15 minutes, um, to our earlier point, kind of faffing around in the aid station, <laughs> drinking lots of Coke, sitting on, um, you know, water bottles, trying to cool off. And then, managed to get out of there then you've got that kind of station where it's just water can uh, canisters that are dumped in the middle of nowhere and, <laughs> yeah. and then you you're kind of on towards breaking bad but the the bit that people kind of and this isn't related to your expedition there but i i think the thing that could easily be overlooked is the fact that you've got to put you know all those damp clothes that are in your pack back on as well as the temperature starts to drop at night and yeah. there's some big temperature switch shifts there in the lab. <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a serious like a serious difficult section of a race that is and um yeah it's it's real tough i, I think um to your point around the uh, the electrolyte mixes i i've started to kind of really steer clear of those and um i've had similar issues in races over here where I felt very nauseous from drinking those. And there's a very popular one that, um, yeah, we, we won't name, but I've noticed that if I'm particularly lazy and cleaning my water bottles, which I, I would imagine 95% <laughs> of ultra runners are, it creates like a, if you leave it for a week, it leaves a really thick, slimy coating inside. So <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like really thick fluid. So 
it got me thinking that actually when I drink this stuff and I run, if I drink too much of it, it kind of sloshes around in your stomach. It makes you feel sick. So, yeah, I've taken a decision not to, to kind of use those anymore and just stick yeah. to the, the S caps and whatever mm-hmm. else I, I kind of feel like. But, yeah, the electrolyte mixes, the, they just don't work for me personally either. Yeah. Well, and that, uh, it's funny you say that because that's that's my training right now. Um, I'm testing some things out and what's working for me is um, I, I'm taking, um, you know, just just. Uh, I forgot. I'm trying a new one out, but it's it's like Endure Lights or S Caps or whatever. Um, mm. For my electrolytes, I'm taking that, and then I'm do I'm using a Carbo Pro for for liquid calories because you can't taste it. It's it's mm. uh and it's 200 calories in a 20 ounce bottle, and it's it's I don't taste it, and it, and it, it's That's calories. Good. Yeah, uh, Sean Nakamura. Um, you probably I don't know if you have met Sean. You uh, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably see him this year for the triple crown. He'll be around some of that stuff for sure. But, um, he, he, after Moab, he was telling me that that's been working for him. And so I've been testing it. And, uh, what, what are you using right now for, are you doing anything in your, in your water for calories? Are you just eating? No. Okay. So for, so what I tend to do, um, we, I have like water in one flask and then I tend to put like, um, we have like, we call it squash. I'm not sure what the, the kind of – you might call it cordial, I guess. Like hmm. you'll get like an orange squash, which is basically just water, flavored okay. water, but okay. but not like sweet like a tea. So I, I tend to put that in my other in my other flask just to give me a taste of something different than water. hasn't okay. got any calories in it, um, but it's not particularly sugary either. And then okay. for the electrolyte side of things, I just use the S-caps, which I, I find really well. Um the other thing that I kind of like taking at the moment is the spring energy gels. Um, okay. Really like those, and I like the vanilla flavored GU gels as well, and the Cliff yeah. Bar shots. But I don't really have like you know Cliff Bars or anything like that. I find them annoying to eat, like especially <laughs> when you when you're hot. You know, trying to chew down a Cliff Bar is a miserable experience, and it goes on for ages. And you're like, this is just slowing me down. Um, and then I, I really like real foods and yeah. I, I kind of, uh, I guess over the years and I'm not sure how it is for you, but I've kind of figured out that actually the supplements are exactly what they are. You know, they're supplements to what I should be doing on a normal day to day basis. So if I'm doing a 200 mile race, I almost taken an approach of like, well, I should be eating something you know similar ish to breakfast yeah. Uh, before I start the race and then around lunchtime you know maybe it is a sandwich or something like that something that's a bit more substantial and then in the evening you know maybe it's a burger or a slice of pizza or you know McDonald's wherever it is <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think if you stick to a bit more normality then maybe it'll make a bit more sense to your body I guess but who knows yeah. is it, what works for me might not work for you kind of yeah thing. Well, and I find for the like for the when I did Tahoe, um, the 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 real you know at the aid station I would I had a I had a cheeseburger at every station you know every aid yeah. station that had it and just that real food I would kind of and I would I would supplement like you said supplement between those aid stations because you know they're fifteen twenty miles apart but um, but I'd get a good meal at every every one of those big aid stations and then mm-hmm. I would just supplement along the way. That seemed to work really well, especially for, you know, for, for 200 miles. And that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of my, my plan for a hundred miles. I think you can get away with, 
I mean, I still like to eat real food at aid stations, man. Broth at night, chicken broth, warm chicken broth, yeah. or, or, or some good ramen noodle, noodle or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ramen noodles. Oh, that's so good. And a, and a shot of Coca-Cola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, Coca-Cola the Coca-Cola. drink. Not yeah. anything from Colombia, yeah. okay? Just for right, clarity's right. sake, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and but uh, but you know, the, then those things are, and you know, just whatever I feel like eating. But you know, just you can get away with a little more for hundred. But when you increase the distance, man. Um, so definitely, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break from whatever silliness Scott and I are talking about right now, and I just want to tell you about a couple races. I talked to you about Runner's World Tulsa, and uh, on their website, if you can click on races, and they, it talks about some of the races they put on, but particularly on March 13th, there's the St. Patrick's Day 5K and One Mile Fun Run, uh, the Proceeds Benefit Special Olympics in Oklahoma, and the Tulsa Running Club. There are door prizes. It's a party. It's fun. I think last year there were like 2,000 people um yeah so it's gonna be a it's a good race it's a good time uh so check that out get information for that you can find it on facebook find it on um uh, www.runnersworldtulsa.com and also the trail run the snake run out at turkey mountain where i do a lot of training um in fact probably if you're listening to this on the saturday when this comes out i'll be on turkey mountain running and running and running and running um uh, march 14th 2021 it's the snake run there's a three hour hour and a six hour option and uh yeah so it's one of those timed races uh you it's at the the upper parking lot at turkey mountain um so so yeah get the information on that guys uh a good race i've heard a lot of good things about it uh and you get to you get to run in a place that i run a lot so check out the snake run guys all right let's get back to scott jenkins so hey so this year did, did you get to do any races this year did you get to do any in the uk i, I don't remember I was real lucky. So like a lot of races got canceled, which obviously is, is unfortunate, but, you know, understandable given the circumstances. Um, so when Badwater went down, I um, myself and uh, one of the other competitors from the UK, a lady called Laura Watts, we hadn't really met before, but she lives in the south of England as well. And we were chatting and we're like, well, you know, obviously it's canceled now. We've done all this training because it got canceled like two weeks before. So it was a, a real, you know, oh, okay. And we kind of saw it coming, but you can't, when it's a race as big as Badwater, you know, you've got to kind of go all in on the training and, and hope for the best. And that's what we did. And obviously it was unfortunate. It's just one of those things. Um, but we had a chat and we were like, well, you know, maybe we could go and find 135 miles down here in the south of England. So Laura did a great job in in pulling up some of these kind of, old routes around the the south of england so um it was really cool like if you ever come over to the uk i'd love to take you out on on some of these trails over here we've got some real nice running um you got it's it. different different kinds of trails but i you know all trails are good right it's, it's yeah, just nice yeah. to see different scenery so we started off uh, at a cathedral uh called winchester cathedral and from there there was uh Basically, it was an old pilgrim route. It was called the uh, St. Swithin's Way. So I don't know how old St. Swithin was, but maybe like <laughs> I'm just let, let's call it a real ad hoc history class. 500 years ago, this guy called St. <laughs> Swithin went on a walk somewhere um, and he made this way. So we followed that for 40 miles 
Then we jumped onto a more well-known kind of trail called the um, North Downs Way, which is kind of like a, a hilly trail um, through some kind of rolling hills and countryside. Um, the thing that's kind of interesting about it is that you'd look at the terrain and go, well, there's no big mountains there. That'll be really easy. But what it tends to be is like short, steep mountain uh, hills and there's a lot of them. They're like rolling hills, hill after hill after hill. So they, they really kind of, you know, get to you after a while. So we did like, I think, 30 miles on there. And then we jumped on something called the Downs Link um, and ran like another 40 down there. And then the idea was that we were going to jump back onto the South Downs Way, which is obviously a little bit further south, as you can imagine. Um, and again, it's just super hilly up and down the whole way and um we got to about 105 miles and we're like do you know what we're not getting like a buckle or a medal at the end of this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, should we just call it a day and, and go to the pub and we're like yeah let's do that so <laughs> i do plan on going back to do that um laura's just had an operation on her toe i'd like to go and create you know finish the loop because the idea was that we would knock the door of the cathedral, which I did when we left Winchester, but I wanted to do this 135 mile loop and come back and knock the cathedral door uh, when I got back, which I thought was quite cool. Um, yeah, I like it turned that. out that the last like 30 miles were just ridiculous. And the problem was like the, the ground wasn't like a nice flowy single track. It was more like real chalky hard rock in the floor. So it was yeah. just one of those ones where, the shoes I had on weren't ideal. I've, I've changed my shoes recently as well because I wasn't happy with uh, the shoes. Um, so, yeah, they weren't ideal. And it was just like, yeah, we're not getting anything for this. So that one, uh, yeah, was the first one which we did, which was just a super long run. And then I'd already signed up for a, it was a race, which is it's actually a, a qualifier for the Western States Lottery and the um, – utmb race as well so it's uh, it's called the autumn 100 i had to remember what it was called then and that was in october and that was a proper official race which it went really well um the the only kind of thing which again much to my own detriment shot myself in the foot was coming into the aid station at 25 miles at uh, 25 miles to go it was just kind of getting to like I want to say like 11 o'clock at night and I just faffed around in the aid station for a little bit longer than I should have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good run out, uh, super muddy, slippery, horrible, horrible course. But, um, <laughs> it's like that from October through to like June. It's <laughs> so, yeah, just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. But again, I, I stupidly wore the same shoes that I'd worn, um, on this kind of self-made loop earlier in the year and um, swiftly remembered as to why I hated that brand of shoe so much. So um, they'll remain nameless like Voldemort. <laughs> well, I was gonna, well, uh, well, I'll ask you this because I'm always curious. What did you switch to? That's a good question. So um, I switched from a, a large brand of a mythical flying horse from the northwest of the United States. Um, the second version of the mythical flying horse, which is is one that you would take to the glue factory and put down, I would say. Um, terrible, terrible shoe. Terrible, terrible shoe. Um, and it, it's really, really promoted as well uh, at the moment. Like 
They've made loads of color iterations, but it's completely different to the previous version. And it's just awful. Like It's big, it's heavy, it's clunky. It doesn't protect your foot properly. It gives me blisters in places where I've never had blisters before. So, yeah, I, sh- I should never have worn them the second time around. But anyway, um, I digress. So, uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've moved to um, the Ultra Olympus 4 for the trail running. Which, I, I just I just got off the trail. That's my favorite right now, dude. I love them. <laughs> so this is a recent decision. So they literally only turned up this morning. So oh, I'm okay, gonna, okay. I was just like, I need to sort out what I'm going to wear for the Triple Crown. And um, now seemed as good a time as any in this year to kind of make that change. So yeah. hopefully it's the right change. How do you get on with them? Oh man, great! I have I have two pair. Um, uh, one of my pairs are just I got I I don't wash my shoes a whole lot. You wash your shoes a lot? You you trail running shoes? Yeah, That's me either. Disgusting, but I've yeah. never washed any of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but my I got my last run on one pair. They're they're outside because they're so muddy and caked. And so I need to, I need to at least rinse them off. But uh, I have another pair I wore this morning, and I I like them, man. There I wore the um, the previous version when I did Tahoe, and they were great. And this I like this version even better. Um, so I hope I hope you have this. I mean, everybody's a little different with what they prefer. I hope you I hope you have the same experience with them. But man, I think they they nailed it and i've got quite a few miles on them and a lot of rocks i've kicked some rocks and rubbed again and they're 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 in good shape you know that's great that's really good to hear and i was just looking at them earlier and this is really geeky running talk now (laughs) but like i love the detail that's gone into the making of the shoe there's clearly like it's not just a marketer who's gone let's put some nice colors on them maybe stick something on the end and hope for the best someone's really thought about it you know there's a gator trap on it there's a split in the heel so that you know your foot doesn't roll side to side um even the laces are like slightly barbed so they don't come undone you know in a race that could you know you could trip over a lace and and fall over and break your ankle or whatever it (laughs) might be so you know there's again marginal gains but marginal gains for the right reasons so yeah hopefully they'll be good well, and you know, for Moab, you got to wear those gaiters, man, <laughs> for Moab. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. I hear um, you've done Tahoe, too. So I hear Tahoe's pretty dusty up there, too. Yeah, especially around. Uh, well, and I did it the year they did the backwards way. Uh, it was the opposite direction the fifth year. And uh, so we hit Rubicon at the Jeep trails at night. Yeah. And that was just, oh, man, it was dusty. And you, every time you hit it, it, it looked like I always say it looked like you're on the surface of the moon. You would hit and dust would just, you know, cause it settled from the day I hit it at night. It was, it was, it was rough, man. You just breathing it. I was blowing uh, some nasty junk out my nose and, um, I sh- yeah, well, you know, if we still got COVID going on, we'll just wear, pull up our uh, buffs over our noses. <laughs> but, but that was the rough section. We'll, we'll hit it earlier, uh, this year. Um, we won't be hitting it late in the race. So, uh, I'm kind of, kind of glad about that. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. And can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. What race out of the Triple Crown are you looking most forward to? Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm really OK. So I, I've done Tahoe, but I'm excited. I'm really excited about doing it again because it's just it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the views are amazing. And I'm kind of looking forward to the experience of the opposite direction. So it'll be a, a new race for me. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. Um, I've never been to the Northwest, um, in, in, uh, you know, the area where Bigfoot is. And so 
I'm, I, I like not having been to a place and signing up for a race and doing my research and just diving in and getting to experience it like that. So, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, I'm excited about that aspect of it, just going and experience it and embracing because mm-hmm. it's, it's, I've seen the pictures and videos and I'm like, man, it's beautiful, you know? Um, but then, but then Moab, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go back and get what's mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. A bit of redemption down yeah. There. So I don't know which, it. which one, what about you, man? I know you've been to Moab and you've been to the Tahoe area pacing. What are you, what are yeah. you thinking? They're so unique, aren't they? I mean, there's yeah. there's a little similar to yourself, really, in a way. Like, I'm excited for Moab because I feel like in the last 16 miles, I really kind of blew what should have been like a, a good finish of that race, and you know, put myself down to like 35th just by trying to sleep under a rock, which <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Even if I just slept for like 10 minutes, it probably would have made you know a difference of about 10 hours. So. I'm a little bit, there's part of me that obviously I was very happy to do that race and finish it. Yeah. But I think there's a little part of me that's like, yeah, but you know, you could do it better. So I'm excited to go back and do that. Tahoe, I'm really excited for because obviously it's a beautiful area. And to be up there on that rim trail and go around mm-hmm. and, you know, actually, I really genuinely hope I get to share a, a lot of miles with you out there same, as well, man. Same. It would be great. Yeah. Um, not least because of um, the mountain lions and bears, which I've been reading <laughs> up about. So, um, yeah, can you, I'm gonna can you bring a sprint. gun or something? I'm going to work, gonna on work on my sprint. Yeah, yeah. That's why we need pacers. That's why we need pacers. I'm yeah. picking my slowest friend I can find for a pacer. Be like, hey, I'll be going really slow, I promise. Um, yeah, so that excite, um Yeah, Tahoe, I'm definitely excited about the scenery. Um, Bigfoot, I think I'm probably like, nervous and excited about at the same time i'm excited about the scenery i'm excited you know to run up there around mount st helens and also the forest i think is one of those environments that you know when you're running you know the best part of 200 miles through thick heavy forests like that it's going to be um you know kind of nervous excitement i suppose i think the the other thing that that you know when you think about bigfoot is that it's coming like less than a month after bad water for me so i am that that probably makes me a little bit nervous it's the race where i don't really have any you know assigned signed crew to it or anything yet um i'm very fortunate and you know a lot of my friends and family want to come and share some of the adventures you know i've got my crew for moab i've got my crew for tahoe I've got my crew for bad water uh, Cocodona and, and Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot's the one that if people are going on holiday to the States, they're like, oh yeah, it'd be great to go to Moab and it'd be great to go to like Tahoe. And then you're like, but what about the Northwest where it's like rainy and there's loads of forests? And they're like, well, yeah, we can do that here, but just without grizzly bears chasing us. So that one's a bit of a harder sell. I need to work on my technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's let's uh, you know, you and I, we get to visit and I, I forget there are people listening that probably don't know what you got planned for, for this coming year. And so so they know I'm doing the triple crown and they're like, oh, that's so amazing and stuff like that. But then then, you know. I have friends like you that have to one up me or actually two up me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no I, I think it's awesome. So, so, um, you've got, you're going to do the triple crown next year, but before the triple crown, like you just said, you're going to do the Coca Dona 250 and then you're going to do bad water. 
I'm, I'm certainly going to try. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so let's 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 lay this out. So, some people, most people, know what the Cocodona 250 is, and that's going to be in uh, what 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 month is that? May, May, the, okay. beginning of May, third of May. All right. So, the Cocodona 250, 250 miles. I don't know. Give me give me give me the lowdown on 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 the how you would describe it to somebody who's never heard of it. Okay, so the Coca-Dona 250, this is the first year that this race has been run by um, Jamil, Curry, and uh, Aravapia running down there in Arizona. So I just kind of figured that that was unique to be able to run the first year of a race. And from what I understand, those guys put on amazing races. I looked at the course, and it's like Sedona, you know, Flagstaff, all those places that I've always wanted to go trail running, but you know, it's not that easy to get to from the UK. So obviously when I saw there was a race going down, down there, I signed up for it, which was great. And that was going to be my kind of a race. So then what transpired was bad water got canceled in 2019, uh, 2020, I should say I've kind of written off 2020. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, just skip it. There was 2019 <laughs> and then 2021, which is where we're now at. And then something happened in the middle, I think. Um, <laughs> So Badwater got cancelled. My place was deferred to this summer. So all of a sudden it was like, well, you're going to go to Badwater in July too. So that would be cool to do. And then um, I was, I've got a coach. And I was talking to my coach and, and talking to my wife um, about what we were doing this year. And I, I remember it specifically. I was, um, it was very lucky. I managed to get away for about a week and a half. We went to Italy and Switzerland right at the end of the summer uh in the year between 19 and 21 yes. and um, yeah we found out i was kind of sat by the pool in in lake como and um i don't know what came over me but i just kind of figured that i was bored i was going to listen to a podcast and i, I listened to this podcast um which actually it, it wasn't it wasn't your show it wasn't anyone else's <laughs> show that people might know but I, I didn't really enjoy uh, the podcast itself, but I, I loved hearing about the Bigfoot race. Obviously, I was aware of it, and I thought, well, August, you know, we, month later, maybe I could sign up for it. Uh, uh, the lottery's coming up soon, so I, I just kind of shouted across the pool at Abby. I was like, "You don't mind it, Abby's my wife. You don't mind if I maybe go and use some of my leave to run Bigfoot and." She's like, no, no, do it. And then we were chatting later that evening. She's like, well, you know, if you're going to do Bigfoot, you know, I wouldn't mind going back to Moab with you. And I was like, well, okay. So this now sounds like we've got five, five <laughs> races in the States, which is going to cost me a fortune and also take up all of my annual leave. Um, so one of the things that I, I'm really passionate about, and I have been, and it's probably the thing that's got me into ultra running is that, I've always done different challenges for, for charity. So it started off with British Heart Foundation, Salute America's Heroes and Help the Heroes, which is a UK version of Salute the Heroes back in 2010 when we ran from Boston to Austin. Um, and essentially, I've, during the last kind of 10, 11 years, I've, I've grown more and more closer to a charity called Operation Smile. Operation Smile is a charity which... Uh, provide surgical intervention for children with cleft lip and cleft palate all okay. over the world. Um, in 2015, I was very fortunate to go out to Ethiopia on one of their missions. 
worked a week with the volunteers out there and the surgeons in this hospital in in it was in the middle of nowhere in northern Ethiopia. I'm not sure I could like draw it on a map or anywhere, but it was uh, one of the most kind of moving experiences of my life. And since 2015, I, I figured that you know I wanted to do more to help Operation Smile because. You know, the, a smile is kind of something we all take for granted. Yeah. But in these societies around the world where they can't have the intervention, you know, the people and children are often ostracized from society. So I just figured that, you know, I'd do more and more for this charity. And then um, I was reflecting on 2020. And whilst we did some great things in work and we I think we raised about 70 smiles, a smile is about 150 pounds to repair someone's smile. So I, I guess about two hundred dollars. And I was like, well, yeah, that's good. But there's always more we can do. So after I kind of <laughs> kind of ring roaded myself into doing these five races, I was like, well, actually, maybe I could call it the Grand Slam. So I called it the Grand Slam. Um, I've subsequently found out there is already an official ultra running Grand Slam in the US, which is like, you know, uh, Hard Rock and Western States and those races. And mine's in no way linked to those. It's Cocodona, Badwater and the Triple Crown of 200s. But to me, um, coming from Wales, it's a country where we're very passionate about rugby. And the, the phrase, the Grand Slam, refers to um the rugby tournament which is held in the uk and uh and france each year and the grand slam is when um one of the teams so england ireland france italy scotland or wales beat all five uh all yeah all five of the other teams so okay. to me you know being passionate about rugby being from wales i was like right i'm just gonna call these races the, the grand slam so that, that's where we're at it's you know, no contradiction to the official old world Grand Slam of, yeah. of hundreds, but maybe there's room for a Grand Slam of two well, hundreds now. Yeah. Let's move things along, maybe you right? can maybe you can tag it the greater than one hundred Grand Slam or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hundreds are over in a day. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, man, that's that's pretty amazing. And so to think about it, I, I was trying to think of the logistics of it, especially. I mean, you coming from the UK. Um, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be, are you going to be flying back and forth for each one? Um, I, I'd be really helpful for, uh, really grateful for any help that you can give me on logistics. Actually, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, you still work. I'm still, they're, they're still taking place. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be using all my annual leave. Um, I'm going to fly in very quickly for some of the races and, and back out. So, for example, bad water, you know, that should be done. Hopefully it's 135 miles. Hopefully I can get through that in like 35 hours. So maybe I can do that one in like maybe a week. Um, It's going to be really difficult. I need to plan it meticulously. And I think the recovery element is probably the most difficult part to deal with, because to your point again earlier in the call, you and I, you know, this isn't our full-time job. We're not, we're not professional athletes, but it still requires, you know, all our heart, soul, dedication to be able to go and run 200 miles. So um, getting the recovery is going to be key and having to come back and go to work and, and deal with those day-to-day routine, which perhaps you don't have to worry about so much as a professional, is um, that's going to be half the battle, I think, mate. And then – yeah. Uh, I'll just be trying to hold on to your co- coattails uh, to get through the uh, 
get through the Moab and Bigfoot. And um, I'm really excited, generally really excited to come and share some miles with you. And yeah, the races look incredible. And I love visiting the States. I've always had a great time over there and, and found the people to be very, very welcoming. And um, yeah, it's great, great to come back over there to race. Yeah, man. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm still working on my, uh, you know, figuring out um, I was on a call with uh, with my coach and, and, and other athletes. And so at the end of the call, one of them said he kind of said, I want to talk. And he said, OK, how, how, how are we getting there to pace David? You know, I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> I'm going to need it. You know, so, so <laughs> you know, I'm working That's out awesome. logistics with, uh, you know, crew and family and but still don't have it nailed down because my, my wife, you know, she could she can. She'll be able to take some time away, but I don't know if she'll be able to be at all three. And she she does a good job crewing me, but um, even my my parents will probably be at one of them, and my coach is coming to one of them. So I think we'll all be hands on deck. Yeah, and hey, look, if uh, you know, if it, I know it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're flying into somewhere and you don't have all your stuff or or whatever, you know, you uh, you know, if 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 ever my if ever we can help you, you let me know. Uh, Thank you, you know, so much. I know Thank it's a solo so sport, but it's a team sport too. So, you know, <laughs> it is. Uh, that's what I love about ultra running as well. Like, yes, it's a, it's a solo suffer fest, but there's so, so much like mutual respect and mutual care for each other because likewise, my man, honestly, yeah. um, anything we can do to, to help you support, to, to support you as well as we go through those races and please obviously just let us know. And, um, yeah, I'm just so excited. I really am. I just, my biggest concern, right now is is covid and yeah. as to whether i'll be able to actually get on the plane to arizona in may that probably concerns me the most i think july touchwood we should be okay um you know for bad water and the subsequent races but yeah may in arizona seems like a bit of a struggle at the moment yeah i'm, I'm hoping that what i'm hearing is going to happen and we you know we're not um we're not dealing with it as much by that by the time it comes around. I, I keep hoping that and it keeps kind of dragging on a little bit. But I mean, now yeah. since the vaccine's out and, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, are, you, are you obviously you're able with the lockdowns there, you're able to train pretty good. You're able to get out and, and still get some miles in. OK, you know. Yeah. So um, my coach, uh, he's very creative in his programming. Great guy, guy called Marcus Smith. Um, he's actually based over in Dubai. Um, oh. He runs a, a gym over there called uh, Inner Fight Endurance. And he's very uh, into his endurance sport as well. So he's been doing some creative programming to kind of keep me on top of things. Um for example, like last night I was out running. I think I left the house at 8 p.m uh got home at like 10 30 so got like 19 miles in and then first thing this morning he had me out uh on the treadmill hitting like another two hour run on the treadmill so um he's definitely been very creative um i'm very tired today but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good I, I think the more i read a quote actually um it was uh, you'll appreciate this as a fellow american um norman schwarzkopf you remember storm in norman yeah yeah, Stormy um, So his quote was that it's better to sweat more in peace than it is to bleed in war. I love that. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that is good. I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> it's, it's really it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's so apt for ultra running, right? The, the yeah. more that we can learn and 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 sweat in in training, then you know, hopefully the scenarios that will finish soft on the in the course, <laughs> we're more prepared for, I guess. 
Yeah, well, that's what I tell I tell everybody. I, you know, I'm coaching a few runners now, and I, you know, you're gonna suffer, you're gonna hurt, and and if you can do more of it and spread it out in your training, you know, and not do as much of it during the race, you'll have a more race, you know. But you're you're gonna hurt, you're gonna suffer. It's better to just just get it done, get some of it done early. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the more you're familiar with that suffering as well, it's got to put you in a a good stead for yeah. uh, the actual day. You know the the race the race should almost be the celebration, right? And right now, what yeah. we're doing should be the the hard hard yards, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's and for you, and this is kind of the approach we're taking. I'm, I'm doing this this race coming up next month, and that's kind of we're considering an A race, and then we'll recover, and then and then build everything will be building. I'll be doing 50 milers and some others building for the Triple Crown. But if you can get to Cocodona after that, I mean, in between. Like for me, for the Triple Crown, in between, it's going to be, I mean, focused on recovery. Every run is going to be basically just trying to get get better, get mobility, and and uh, because I mean, we're not you ain't going to lose a whole lot of month. I mean, the, the best best thing will be to recover. So if you you know get your training in and 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 get to Cocodona, you know, after that, you just kind of keep hopscotching to the <laughs> keep surviving to the next race, you know. <laughs> Definitely. That, that is my main plan, right? You know, to just kind of get Coca Dona done because the gap there to bad water is, is good. And I think that it will put me in a really good spot for bad water because it should be really fairly warm down in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, it's that jump from like a really depleting, you know, race in bad water. Whilst the mileage is, is less, I mean, you know, that heat in Death Valley will damn near kill you if you get something wrong. And, to go from there to what is, you know, as far as I can see, a very kind of difficult mounting race. You know, it's a, yeah. a very mountainous race. Um, that that one concerns me the most is kind of yeah. like turning my focus around, making sure I recover, making sure I'm looking after myself. Um, I kind of got like an amateur theory, and as a coach, it'd be interesting to, to hear your thoughts on it. But I almost think, you know, when you run an A race or you run a, you know, a 200 or a hundred, whatever it might be. I, I feel, feel like it's almost like, you know, doing your one max rep on a bench press or, you know, on a, a deadlift, because you wouldn't do that every session that you go to the gym. You might do it once a month to see how you've progressed. And obviously the reason for that is the overloading of the central nervous system and your muscular system at the same time. And I do kind of have a theory that actually, you know, if I'd get the 200 done at Bigfoot, then, you know, maybe just take it easy for a month, allow that central nervous system to kind of calm down again, reset, yeah. refocus and, and go again. Cause otherwise I'm, I'm sure you may have experienced it as well. You kind of get this lethargy that kind of comes over you where nothing seems to click. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I think that I, when the year I did Tahoe in 2018, I did um, a month a month later. I did uh, Arkansas Traveler, and 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 the reason I it was the second time I was doing Traveler, and I did it for my Western States ticket, and um and so it was kind of like a, a almost a dress rehearsal for what we're you know what we're gonna get to do, but I can say I mean I was running a little bit harder for you know for Traveler than I would have for a, another two hundred a month out, but boy I get about sixty miles in that 
I just felt a nice deep soreness, you know, in my in my quads, and yeah. I just and it and it was kind of it was a warm um it it was warm that year for traveler, and I remember looking my parents were crewing me, and I looked at my mom at one of the aid stations, and I was like, I am not having fun. This is not fun. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not and, fun uh, at all. But. I, and of course, you know, they were like, well, you know, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. I was like, no, I got to get my ticket. And I got, I, you know, I finished it. And, and that's the ticket I got into Western States with. So I'm glad I stuck it out. Oh, you know? man, yeah, that's man. so cool. Got your reward, which you deserve as well. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So it's, I got it. But but, you know, I got a taste of that that, uh, you know, of course, I was running harder. And, and in Tahoe, I was I wasn't thinking I had. Yeah, I just ran Tahoe. I was the, in Tahoe. I, that was my A race. I embraced it. And so, um, you know, I wasn't running it thinking I need to save anything for future races. So I'd imagine, you know, when you even run in Cocodona, you're going to have to be you're running that race, but you're going to have to keep in mind, you know, OK, I, 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 I've got races to come, you know, so yeah. you're, you're gonna, without overwhelming you, you know, mentally, you can't let it overwhelm you, but you've got to, you know, I don't know, not 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 just blow everything on, on that race, you know? Absolutely. And you're hundred percent right. And one of the things I've been thinking recently is actually probably I've, I've got a little bit of lack of focus on Coca-Dona, which I need to change. Um, I think that's multifactorial mainly because I'm so excited to do bad water and the triple crown, right? You know, obviously yeah. I was blown away by how amazing Moab was and bad water has been something that I've wanted to do for 10 years. So yeah. it's almost like, you know, to me running bad water is almost like the Super Bowl, right? You know, get that opportunity to go and do a race like that is awesome. Yeah. Um, and Coca Dona, there's not as much information because it's the first time the race has been run. So I kind of keep coming back to like, Oh, you know, can't wait to go to bad water. And I'm like, Hang on, you need to get a hold of yourself and, and really <laughs> just shake yourself and go. You've got 250 miles to go before you tow the line at Bad Water. So um, yeah, I've got to shift my focus a little bit before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, you, you and I obviously have a lot of uh, of training to do uh, between now <laughs> and then, and and you 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 you, you know you you we're both hitting it now. Um, do you have any idea you, with what your coach is like? I don't know. Do you have any idea on like long, like your longest runs or, or what he's going to have you do? Or does he just kind of lay it out a little bit at a time for you? Um, he does it all in training peaks, which I imagine you probably do something with yeah. your, your guys. Very similar. Um, he doesn't do it um, like months in advance. So he tends to like program a week or two in advance. Yeah. But I, I think that's smart, right? Because you can adapt based on, on how your athletes are feeling or, yeah. you know, what the circumstances are, especially with everything changing in the external environment so much at the moment. Um, and I kind of like it that way. I think it's similar to the races, really. You know, if you start thinking about Moab, then you know, you've got four huge races before then, which you need to worry about first. So I've kind of taken that approach to training where I must have said, uh, you know, if, if you, I don't know if we're friends on Strava, I think we may be, but if you see my Strava results at the end of next week, you think, Oh Jesus Christ. Like I I've looked at what I've got to do. Sorry. Again, Freudian <laughs> slip. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible tonight. Um, Are you good? I, I, I looked at it earlier and I thought, oh, you know, I've got like quite a lot of difficult runs next week. And then I, yeah. I kind of caught myself and said, no, just focus on Monday's run first, then Tuesday and don't get overwhelmed by it, I guess. 
Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm calling you up on Strava right now to make sure we're friends because we should be if we're not. Yeah, we're friends. All right, cool. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't spend a whole lot of time scrolling through Strava. I, I tell you what, I mean, when uh, I'm busy, you know, um, because because of, of the with the podcast and coaching and, and training, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just getting it done, dude. <laughs> just, you know, just try to. And so uh, um, I haven't been. Um, yeah, I haven't been looking a whole lot, but uh, I'll definitely I'll definitely be watching because I want to, you know, I, I learn a lot from um, from what what other people do and what works for them. And um, my my coach is uh, Cliff Pittman. Um, he's he's uh, lives in Arkansas and he's a he's a good guy. He's a, a he's a he's a student. You know, he's always learning. He he reads everything Coop does, and he's got me doing some crazy stuff right now. But I, my body is absorbing it. So uh, next week. I'll tell you this. I, I probably won't like him next week because I, when I get off of work on Friday, I've got a four-hour run, and then I got to get up the next morning, and then I'm gonna do a slow six hours on the trail. You know, just uh, just 100 mile pace for six hours, and just just working on nutrition and getting that in. And so, uh, luckily, I like the trails, and I always have something I can books to listen to, and I can zone out pretty good. But to get up that morning after running four hours, that's going to be rough, man. <laughs> well, I, I would say um, it sounds like our Friday and Saturdays are uh, just as exciting. Uh, despite yeah. being like 5,000 miles apart, it's amazing how <laughs> how unexciting yeah, our, our yes. weekends currently are. You know, there's definitely no nightclubs. There's definitely uh, no fun um, <laughs> unless you include, you know, savage running for six hours. Um <laughs> What I would say about my Strava uh, is when you get five minutes and you're extremely bored, go back through um, some of the titles of my uh, my runs because the thing that I like to do when I'm running is that I love to create puns for whatever the situation is for, for when I did the run. So this yeah. morning, I, this morning I did a run at 4.29 a.m. on the treadmill and um, it was a nightmare. So I called it Treddy Kruger. I just I just saw that when you said it. I looked over and uh, that's good. Hey, hey, I, I love I love dad puns, man. So I'm I'll be scrolling through and I I may adopt some of it. So I may try to do some of those things too. We'll see if I can come up with something good too. <laughs> can I can I give you? Well, uh, there's a couple of favorites for me, but um, my particular favorite was on Halloween last year. I went for a run and it it was just pissing down with rain the whole run. And I was thinking to myself, it's Halloween. You know, what can I do for a pun? It keeps me entertained for hours because you know, it takes me a while <laughs> to come up with. Yeah, what can I what can I come up with for a pun? And um, it was pouring with rain. It was Halloween, so I went for the uh, the Texas Rainpour Massacre. Nice, nice. I, it gave me hours of enjoyment that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Well, I tell you what, when I when I'm running those miles, it, it'll give me a little bit of comfort, a little bit of joy in my heart to know that my buddy Scott is across the pond suffering too. Likewise, <laughs> you know? I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. And what's your like running routes in general like round in, in Oklahoma? You know, is it trail, mountains, is it city? Well, what's it like? Yeah, where I live during the week because I, I I'm having to get up sometime at three uh, thirty in the morning to to before work to run. Uh, so I'll have a two hour run sometimes before work, and so I've got to get up super early. So for those, I'll either run um, 
the streets around here. I have a I have a, about a 10 mile to 15 mile route that I can take just on sidewalks and streets, and and there's no cars out. It's pretty safe. And uh, or if the if the weather's really stinky and I've got to do some speed work in the middle of it, I'll jump on a treadmill, and I two, two two hours on the treadmill watch some stupid netflix and you know watch it while i'm while i'm running and uh and then on weekends uh every every saturday i get out on the trails uh here in tulsa we have uh it's called turkey mountain and i can i can run for hours on there it's really rocky uh it re- actually it prepared me pretty good for the the footing in in moab there's a lot of you know subsections of it have a lot of rocks and you know yeah. moab man some of those areas man it's just rocks on rocks on rocks it's just, it, there's rocks yeah <laughs> and then there's sands and then there's more rocks yeah. and then there's yes. sands yes yeah, exactly and so the, the footing for that it, i mean the the it's pretty good so I'll, I'll do as much as i can there and and then if i can get to arkansas to visit my parents every now and then it's about four and a half hours from here uh um, the the Lovett Trail that I'll be running this hundred miler on is is not not far from where they live, and so I've actually gone over there and I've done a little bit of training on the course. Um, so and it's pretty rocky. So that's kind of and there's there's not a whole lot of hills in Oklahoma. There's there's some and uh, at Turkey Mountain I can get some you know some up and down. You still there, man? Yeah. Okay, you froze for a second. Yep. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, it's yep, all good. still here. It sounds quite similar, actually, to 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 London, like where I live. You know, there's um, there's a huge park near us, uh, which is called Richmond Park, and it's a kind of six mile loop around. But there's all different ways you can run this trail, and it's really nice. It's considered one of the royal parks, so you've got lovely deer kind of roaming around the park and stuff, which very unusual for a city, and it, it's really nice. Then you can get down to the River Thames. You can run alongside the River Thames. That, as you can imagine, is all like flat path. And then depending on where you go, you know, there's nicer parts of London and there's certainly things that make it a little bit more edgier, should we say, Um, a little more little more scary should we say um so actually running in bigfoot with grizzly bears is probably safer than running around london Um, (laughs) by a long long way um yeah so and then you can go a bit further afield and you can get down onto the surrey hills and the the north downs south downs way and those are some good training grounds so my intention is to try and get down there a little bit more but currently the lockdown means that we're not allowed to technically leave our immediate area and that's probably like a 45 minute drive from me so um yeah once things go back to normal i hope to do that and then i guess you know the 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 other question for me about the races and and what we've got coming up is you know what do i do if i can't get to arizona so if if i can't get to arizona then i'll have to kind of come up with some kind of 250 mile course in the uk which i'm not sure how i'm going to do that but i'll figure it out Maybe this, maybe the spine race. Have you heard of the spine race? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Walter Hanloser has done it uh, as part of his, yeah. um, and uh, I think Ben Light has done it too. And I heard it's heard it's tough. It's it's a good race. There's a, um, for your listeners. There's a great documentary out there by uh, Innovate. I'm not sure if you have Innovate as a, a brand in the US. Do you have that? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, they, they did this documentary last year, so you'll be familiar with John Kelly, who's mm-hmm. won the Barclays, uh, one of the few finishers of the Barclays. I never realized that he actually lives in the UK, in Bristol. 
So I I, I met him earlier in 2020 at the National Running Show in the UK. And yeah, he lives in Bristol, in the UK, which was just, yeah, I didn't didn't know that he did. So he went and um, ran the Spine Trail. So the entire route set the FKT back in the summer, uh, which is incredible, right? And that FKT, I think, stood for like 25 years and he's really good friends with a guy called Damien Hall, who's a UK British runner. Um, and they were originally going to try and do the record together. Um, it didn't work out. So John set it. And then a week later, you know, this record has stood for 25 years. Damien set it as well. And nice. the document, the, the documentary is all about the two of them setting this record. It's really cool. Cause one went from South to North and the other one went from North to South. So if you oh, get five sweet. minutes this weekend for your boards, definitely worth a look. I'm going to check that out. That It's like, what, 268 miles or something like that? I, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a horrible route. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not a nice route. Like, it's all kind of UK miserable terrain, I guess. <laughs> if, you, if you thought of stereotypical miserable UK running in the rain, then, then that's pretty much what it's it would brutal. look like. But the spine race is definitely something that maybe you and I could do one day. Like it, it would be, it would be nice to share that experience because they hold it in January, like right at the beginning of the January. And you know, the weather of course is, is very changeable at that time of year. So you get snow through to kind of rain and, you know, when things are that cold and you're getting rained on for 24 hours, then, uh, yeah, it can be extremely tough. So that's definitely on my list of races I'd like to do one day. Nice. And you make it sound like enjoyable, Souls. you know? Yeah, sold. <laughs> okay, like, ah, don't worry, I'm coming next week. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, I, I, that'd be a good excuse to get out there, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> for sure, man. And you're, you're always welcome this side of the pond, you know, just give me a shout anytime that you want to come over. Oh, appreciate that, man. Well, well, man, Scott, I know it's, it's super late over there. And, uh, well, before we, before we get off, um, if anybody wants to follow along and, uh, and, and give to operation, operation smile, is that, did I get it right? Yeah, it's operation smile. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's actually an American charity, but it's, I'm doing it for the UK as part of the charity, but the proceeds would be split between the U S and UK anyway. So yeah. Okay. So Um, uh, if they, Find you on social media, and uh, I can I can put the links on there for sure. That would be awesome. And obviously, you know, I know it's a very tough time for a lot of folks out there at the moment. So any little that we can do to, to help some of these charities at this point, I think, is a good thing because, you know, they're suffering as much as, as everyone else is. So, you know, if we can do a little bit of good, then, you know, if people want to pay to see me suffer over a thousand miles and – I think it's 160,000 foot of elevation. Then that's what I'll be doing with my time off this year. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, man, uh, we'll be, we'll be, I mean, definitely be thinking about you and, and you and I will keep in, keep in touch. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe in the middle of the, the triple, we'll, we'll do some kind of, we'll, we can do right before the triple. We'll, we maybe get together and talk a little bit about how you did and we'll talk about the triple and we can talk in between and we'll release it as one big podcast or something. And, uh, we can, laugh at our stupid suffering together (laughs) i would love that i would really really enjoy that i think um you know it would be super cool to try and record something at the beginning on how we think it's going to go record something at the end on how it actually went but actually record some of the chaos in the middle 
you know, maybe like, oh, Dave's just over there. He's just talking to, um, you know, a, a giant six foot panda or whatever it might be. <laughs> yes. And then chatting to my friend, the witch. There you uh, go. <laughs> which is also my wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she, she takes a lot of heat on that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> to live it down. <laughs> oh man! Well, man, uh, I thank you for taking time, man, and I really look uh, and 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 like we said, genuinely looking forward to meeting you in person, and 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 we'll 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 make it a point to share some miles. Uh, I don't think Please. either one of us is going to be trying to break any records, so we'll we'll get out there and uh, we'll enjoy some miles together, and uh, you know who knows we might might. Uh, I don't know. Might throw throw one another off a mountain or something. <laughs> Please don't. I, I'm I'm already scared about the bears and the the, the mountain lions, let alone you. Okay, all right. I got your back, man. We're good. We're good. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No, generally it would be a privilege and an honor to share some miles with you, my man. All right. Well, and we'll talk again. And uh, I, I'll put all all your links for those that are listening in the show notes to so they can follow along. And then I want to I'll put your link to Strava because a lot of people probably want to follow along with what's going on and training and, and they'll be able to and follow your, your puns as as you train along. <laughs> so, they'll, so. they'll stop following. So, yeah, I'm Scott Jenkins <laughs> on Strava and um, on Instagram. It's uh, at Scott J Jenkins. So if people want to check it out, then feel free. And see some bad uh, dad puns as well. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> well, brother, you take care, and I'm going to let you get get some rest. And uh, uh, look that forward to fun. talking to you again soon, brother. Likewise, mate. Take care. Stay safe.